This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. After doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health, their food. What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true even for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. Reflecting on this, I decided to follow her advice, and I noticed profound changes in my own dogs. Enhanced energy, healthier skin, and an overall younger demeanor. It's truly heartwarming to see them so vibrant and full of life. Go to badlandsfood.com hometown and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D dot com slash hometown. Hammond, Indiana is known for a number of things, like being the home of the former NFL team, the Hammond Pros, who were led by the first black coach in NFL history, the legendary Fritz Pollard, in 1925. It would be another 60 years before there was a second black NFL coach, when the Oakland Raiders hired Art Shell in 1989. So Fritz was living well ahead of his time. While Pollard is an icon, and I hope to tell his story one day, Today I'd like to talk about the time 500 local Hamadians gathered together one seasonably hot summer afternoon, wearing their Sunday best, to watch an innocent man get buried alive. But before I get too far into this, you need a little more context. The early 20th century was an era of astonishing medical discovery. Professional science was a relatively new idea. Even the word scientist had only been coined in 1833, but by 1904, rapid advances in medical fields were taking place again. Aspirin, x-rays, and the EKG all burst onto the scenes in the decade prior, and the lines between magic and science were blurred. Anything seemed possible, and in the same month that the American surgeon, Dr. William Keene, presented his research on open-heart passage to the Philadelphia County Medical Society, July of 1904, a self-proclaimed clairvoyant named Harry Moretta exploited this fascination with new science and convinced Harry Zirkel, a local army veteran, to be hypnotized in the large open space of Wolf Lake Park. It may be hard for us to appreciate the popular appetite for sideshows like these, but imagine a time when even radio broadcasting was non-existent. Try to picture your local park streaming a full season of Game of Thrones for a one-time showing, and you'll have some sense of the energy in Wolf Lake that day. And so it was, on the afternoon of July 17th, that before a crowd of 500 leering, buzzing town folk, 
Moretta and Zirkel took the stage. Moretta was a known performer and a master showman, but many locals refused to accept his claims of clairvoyance, Zirkel being first among them. Moretta claimed he could hypnotize anyone. Zirkel had said, okay, hypnotize me, and it was on. To raise the stakes, Moretta had also said that when once he had succeeded, he would bury his naysayer six feet deep and leave him there for three days. Zirkel responded with the equivalent of a fake yawn. And when the two finally faced off in Wolf Park, the event had the energy of a heavyweight fight. And similar to a pre-fight weigh-in, the two men stood toe-to-toe at the center of a wooden stage while Zirkel played to the audience and taunted his opponent. The crowd clapped and cheered, then quieted as Moretta commenced the ritual of hypnosis. Withdrawing his gold pocket watch from his cloak pocket, he suspended it in Zirkel's face. The watch swung back and forth in the expert hand of the hypnotist, while the audience held its breath and nothing. The first attempt to hypnotize Zirkel failed. A small wave of laughter rippled through the crowd. Unfazed, Moretta tried again. On the second attempt, the crowd gasped as Zirkel fell lifeless on the stage before being caught and lowered to the ground by the closest man. This mob of 500, a few minutes earlier, still murmuring with the absurdity of the spectacle, was itself gripped in a kind of hypnotic stillness. With his antagonist on the ground in front of him, Moretta held up his hand like a priest in his temple and proclaimed loudly, Harry Zirkel, I command you to remain beneath the earth until Tuesday night, between the hours of 9 and 11. Only then will you have the power to release yourself from me. To emphasize the depth of his terrible powers, Moretta pulled a pistol from his cloak and fired it near the head of the hypnotized man. Still motionless, he placed Pepper under Zirkel's nose, and nothing. At this point, what the audience is seeing doesn't look like hypnosis, it looks like death. And maybe this is why they watched passively while a traveling con man buried their neighbor alive. Four men joined Moretta on stage to wrap Zirkel's body, which had become unexpectedly rigid in a white shroud. They placed the body in a coffin with a breathing tube and covered it in black cloth before these men, with great ceremony, lowered it into the ground. Where the coffin was covered with dirt, about half of the crowd filed by to peer down the air passage to confirm that this burial was no hoax. By the time it was over, the end of the event was a bit anticlimactic, Eventually, the last people filed away in small clusters of speculation and gossip, and soon, Moretta himself was gone. It was easy to speculate as to what happened here, but difficult to do so with any degree of confidence. The range of possibilities was too vast. Had the crowd been somehow fooled into thinking Zirkel was down there at all, or would they hear his sudden screams, clawing up the breathing tube? Was Moretta planning to skip town with pocketfuls of money, leaving them to dig up a dead body three days later? And so on. On the morning of July 20th, the crowd was so feverish with excitement that multiple women were injured in the crush toward the coffin as it was raised and carried to a platform surrounded by raised wooden stands. These stands were so full of energy and onlookers that one of them collapsed, injuring a few more spectators. The show continued. Moretta raised his hand as before, but with the opposite incantation, and as the coffin neared the surface, he began to shriek and wail, as if to hold the spell with the volume of his voice. Slowly and dramatically as possible, 
the coffin was opened to reveal the body of Zirkel inside. Moretta continued this borderline manic behavior, hands outstretched, and the body in the coffin moved. The legs stretched, then the arms. The lips were swollen, the eyes opened glazed, and when he looked around, he did not appear to recognize his own relatives at the graveside. Finally, as the crowd pressed in, he said in a faint voice, Water. Next, he asked if the girl was okay, and the question soon murmured throughout the crowd. A young girl in the audience had fallen during the hypnosis, mere seconds before he had. Doctors examined Zirkel head to toe, and when they brought him to his feet, the crowd erupted. Despite three days without food or water and limited air, he was able to walk himself home. So, what happened? How did Zirkel survive those three days so calmly while buried several feet underground? Or was he really hypnotized? Or was it all a scam? Were Zirkel and Moretta co-conspirators? Also, where did he go to the bathroom? Now, before I tell you, I want you to brace yourself. After thinking through the various possibilities about how I myself would have handled a similar situation, I have arrived at a single answer which addresses all of the questions at once. And the answer is this, I have absolutely no idea, and nor does, it appears, anyone else. What we are left in the case of the live burial of Wolf Lake is something other than a tidy history and more of an intact vaudeville act where the mystery died with the performers. The simplest explanation that a co-conspirator willingly lay down under six feet of dirt and managed to do so without having a raving panic attack is at once the easiest and most difficult to believe. Is it possible that the two men were in cahoots and pulled one over on the earnest citizens of Hammond? Of course, even likely, but never proven, even with a town full of people looking to prove it. We do know from other sources that Professor Harry Moretta was widely advertised as the quote, only original Hindu clairvoyant, palmist, and medium in America. He also offered a reward of $500 for any person to whom he could not teach the art of hypnosis. We also know that he was arrested on federal charges for defrauding an anxious wife from Milwaukee when he failed to use his hypnotic power to return her missing husband. The woman, named Miss Lincoln, had sent $25, along with a lock of her hair, to Moretta and, when her husband did not return as promised, reported the clairvoyant to the police. The party ended for Moretta when he claimed to know the secrets of alchemy and to know how to turn ordinary objects into gold. He stole $2,000 from one man in the scheme, and when the police caught up to him, they sent him to Bridewell House of Corrections in Chicago. But Zirkel, on the other hand, appears to have been a straight shooter. He was something of a part-time party magician. You know the type. Ribbons, rings, card tricks for children. This was actually part of the reason he confronted Moretta in the first place. He thought men like this were giving, quote, magicians like him a bad name. According to his obituary, he firmly believed that the cleaner a show, the more worthwhile it was, and that making life more wholesome, more productive, more beautiful, is the most that any man can do. This obituary contrasted Zirkel's magic with that of people like Moretta, those who would, quote, stoop to some of the filth and soilage of earth to make their living. The reference to earth in particular, which he had been buried in, suggests a lingering embarrassment and resentment over the scene at Wolf Park. 
While Moretta was a fraud in many ways, it seems his gift of hypnotism was real and that Zirkel paid the price both in humiliation and what sounds like a truly terrifying experience. The early 1900s was the perfect time for con artists and self-proclaimed clairvoyance thrived. This word clairvoyant appeared in American newspapers more than a quarter of a million times before 1900 and 1910 alone. It makes me wonder who the clairvoyants of our own age might be. Are they the social media influencers who exploit a growing self-image crisis among young people to sell us products we don't need? Or are they politicians who convince us that their parties and policies will solve everything? They might also be the financial gurus who offer, quote, one simple trick to make you rich, or the health gurus with equally simplistic promises about getting the body of your dreams. Personally, I believe it's all of them, but as you look to call these people out, be careful not to get zirkled, so to speak. Just because these people aren't who they claim to be and can't do everything they claim to do, doesn't mean they don't have the power to embarrass you. Being right is one thing, being wise is another. In his attempt to expose Moretta, poor Zirkel played right into his hands. He empowered a con man, providing him some of the best press he would ever get, which he undoubtedly used to exploit more victims. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.